1: Welcome in to another edition of Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Round six for the late model stock cars in the books. The visithampton.com 125, Larry King Law's Langley Speedway this past Saturday night, and a first-time winner in his first career Cars Tour start, Brendan Queen took home the checkered flag as he fought off Carson Quapple and Chad McCombie in a very exciting finish to a 125-lap race. We go to our friends Tony Stevens in Pit Road TV for the recap.
2: Through the KRC power steering start zone, the hedgecock pole sitter is Carson Quapple with Connor Hall alongside. The green flag from Brandon Willard is in the air, and the visithampton.com 125 is green. Lap number one, Carson Quaple, but the fight momentarily was for second. Look at Zach Miracle there in the 32 car. That's for position number four. He's making the outside work here at Langley. And if you're not familiar with Langley, yeah, it's a flat 4 tenths mile oval, but guess what? There's two grooves and right now there's almost three Is Chad McCombie using the apron to look underneath of Brendan Queen. He went about as low as you can go and they're thinking about still going three wide over in three and four. Brendan Queen has his work cut out. He now to the top of the racetrack trying to motor around Connor Hall. Move Brendan Queen momentarily up to second. Yes, that time at the line. It's The old school video games car doing it the old school way. Second spot now belongs to the the buttery in check, but you do not want to give up all that valuable track position as here goes McCombey now getting around Queen. That's for second. Caden Honeycutt trying to take third. The big loser on this exchange has been Connor Hall. And looking forth, where did Mason Diaz come from here in the opening 13 laps? We said in qualifying, there'll be folks moving forward, there'll be folks moving backwards, and there'll be likely most of them trying to chase down the eight car. I think so far, if you have those in your bingo card, those were free spaces. So go ahead and cover them if you're at home. <laughs> Caution, turn four. We've got one in the outside wall, and that is Chase Burrow. The left front tire is pointing the wrong direction, and that may be indicative of a bigger problem. And, yes, that would be it. Through the KRC power steering restart zone, Kwample still the leader and the control car. And, ooh, Honeycutt did not go through uh, probably third gear or so there. A little bit of a slip on the autos by Nelson Chevrolet, but he's off and rolling, but he's got Chad McCombie to his left elbow. Oh. Here goes Queen. Now takes full control. A second. McCombie tries to get back to the bottom. Cannot do it. 10. But leader Carson Quapple has a little bit of traffic ahead of him in the form of Hayden Swank. And will that PA? Be- oh, oh, we got a car around. Turn one. That's- is Hayden Swank in turn number one. He was right in front of leader Carson Quapple. I did not see exactly what happened, but Hayden Swank has gone around, and we are going to have a restart with approximately four laps to go. We've seen the bump and run used more than one time here at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway. This time off of turn number four. Carson Quapple and Brittany Queen will see the white flag. They tangle. They lock fenders to start finish line. Queen is underneath the Carson Could this be Brendan Queen's biggest career win? They are side by side down the backstretch. Queen with the preferred lane. He'll get the lead. Quappel contact with Chad McCombie, and Brendan Queen is going to claim the upset. In the Visit Hampton 125, Brendan Queen will go to Edelbrock victory lane. My, oh my, what a story. Brendan Queen has upset the tour regulars and claimed his first Tour victory. How big is this for you, your family, and your team to win at this level? This is as big as the Hampton Heat, man. It's, it's just a different
3: series, this is the best of the best, and I've dreamed of racing in this series for so many years, and I just, I haven't had the budget to do it. Anybody watching that wants to get on board and uh, help the old school team uh, with the Cars Tour season be great. Um, Obviously, the story knows I started working full-time, so that kind of messed up my racing plans. But hey, uh, that's why you gotta come win these races, because this is where all the eyes are on. Um, Phil Warren,
2: my crew chief, we are undefeated this season. This is four for four. What were those last five laps like, and what was the thought process to make that pass for the lead? How did you do it? And what was, again, everything through your mind headed to that checkered flag? I had to get rough, a little rougher than I normally want to be, but I mean, I would have
3: expected the same. I thought I blew it on the restart. I went into one and didn't turn, and I luckily got down in front of McGumby. He ran me really clean, and um, man, I I, just like I saw Quapple wasn't as good on that last restart when he got going, and I was able to hang with him. And I did some things with my brake blowers and stuff to try to try to help with the tires. And, um, man, when I realized I was really getting him into three, I'm like, I got to pounce. We're coming to two to go or white flag. I think I passed on a white flag, which that's typical for Langley. It seems like Lane Riggs done it before. So um, once I got inside, man, I had to kind of use him up. But, I mean, you're coming to the checkers.
1: Brandon Queen wins his first Cars Tour race. Carson Quapple finished second, Chad McCumbey third, Caden Honeycutt fourth, Jacob Hefner with a strong fifth place finish. Connor Hall, sixth, Jonathan Schaefer in his return to the cars tour seventh. Bobby McCarty eighth. Deep McCaskill ninth. Zach Miracle round out the top ten. Twenty cars took the green flag on Saturday night, and eighteen of those twenty cars finished on the lead lap and for for those that didn't get an opportunity to actually be at the race or watch the race on pit road tv it was definitely a race of strategy tire wear really big at langley speedway and you heard ben, brendan queen he qualified up front ran up front for about the first 20 30 laps then he dropped to the back saved some tires worked his way back through the field and captured his first career cars tour win we'll talk to brandon queen in segment number two Of the Stickered Up podcast, Brandon Willard has the caution flag in the air. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up. We'll return. We'll chat with the most recent Cars Tour winner, Brendan Queen. You're listening to Stickered Up.
4: Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for Less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture
0: stores. Conveniently located 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina call adam resnick 910-540-7157 that's 910-540-7157 for all your furniture needs give them a call furniture for less official furniture supplier of the stickered up podcast follow them on facebook at furniture for less jacksonville
3: hey this is brendan Butterbean, queen driver the number 03 old school video games leafcars.com toyota and you're listening to stickered up
1: Green flag back in the air, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Raps hotline, the most recent winner from Saturday night, Larry King Law's Langley Speedway, the Visit Hampton 125, Brendan Butterbean Queen. Brandon, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. I've uh, always wanted to get on here and I found a way.
1: <laughs> well, it's like I tell everybody when they come on the show, if if you win races, we get you on the podcast, man. and. Uh, first and foremost congratulations uh I, I made a point to to catch up with you on saturday night and and extend the invitation uh to to join us this week but i guess my first question is is have you come down off of cloud nine yet
3: <laughs> uh you know that's that's a probably a tough question to say uh say yes to because uh those wins are so hard to get but at the same time you know uh we're on to the next event and you can't always just live off of that one you gotta go back to work as I like to say, but, um, it's definitely one that I can look back on and go in the house and see the trophy and the check sitting there and, you know, it actually happened and it won't a dream.
1: First question I've got for you is, uh, and a lot of people may not know this, uh, but, but you guys showed up to Langley on Friday afternoon for practice and it was a very, very short practice for you guys. Um, had some engine, had some engine issues. Um, man, for you guys to, to load that car up, get it back to the shop, change motors and be back on Saturday. Talk a little bit about first and foremost, what happened. And then, and then two, just the thaw to get that thing back together and get it back to the racetrack on Saturday.
3: So actually um, I'll go ahead and tell what we actually did, because I think that that story's kind of gotten twisted so many ways throughout the, the race day. Um, so we brought my older car to the car store race because I'm leading the points at Langley on the weekly series. So we didn't want to run our car that we'd been winning with. Um, so this car had a fresh fresh motor in it. Uh, it's actually a part failure. The adapter on the side of the Ford, the oil adapter um, on the side of the block actually like blew out the O-ring um, and caused it to leak oil. So it wasn't a loose oil plug or nothing like that. Uh, motor did not blow up, but you know, we lost a bunch of oil. I had to shut it off. Um, basically took away our whole practice day. We went back to the shop and we were gonna fix that one. And we kind of took a vote and we were like, man, we're not getting much practice. We don't have any practice tires. Let's just, let's just roll the dice and take our best piece back. So we actually ended up switching cars and loaded back up that night and brought the car I'd been running back and then like i said we had no tires so we were next to last in practice all day but our plan was no matter what we're not turning a wrench on this car no matter how slow we are and we just were hoping when we put tires on we'd be back in a ball game
1: one question i've got for you again this this was your fourth win in a row at at langley speedway you're you're running for uh your third track championship in a row here in 2022 um One thing that I noticed, and I know that the the weekly shows are are not as long, but how important is tire management at at somewhere like Langley? Because, and I I, I told people in in segment one that listening to the broadcast, you'd think you ran up front, but you actually dropped back to the back, did some tire conservation, and then went back through the field. How important is tire management at Langley?
3: It's huge, man. I mean, I, I think that's another advantage of it being my home track. Um, like opening night was a hunter lapper and about lap 60, I was about to go a lap down, which I had gotten the pole dropped to the back and then I ended up passing for the lead with seven to go and winning that race. So I kind of knew it was going to be big. The plan was not to drop back this week. We planned to stay up front because I didn't think you could get by all those good cars. Even if you drop back, I figured everybody'd be so close. I kind of had to abort the first plan when I got shuffled to the top because it was either let them go and drop in the back or race a line of like 10 to 12 cars. So I had to make a quick decision early on. I'm like, man, I'm not, I am not burning these tires up. Um, It's almost become like Myrtle Beach there and and the tire where it just hits you all of a sudden. You don't even realize it's happening. And then next thing you know, you have nothing left and you're just going backwards. So, I tried to do a really good job of just taking care of my stuff, man. And then, you know, for the fan side of it, they got to see us drive from like 18th back to the front. And that had to be exciting just to watch, you know, just whenever you see a car passing cars is exciting, but uh, not quite what I wanted to do, but hey, it worked out.
1: One thing that that I picked up on, and, and is your crew chief, Phil Warren, uh, a lot of us older guys, older veterans of of the short track world, that name's very familiar. Um, a, a national champion wins, 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 wins as a driver. How how instrumental and how as important has he been to your career as a crew chief?
3: Man, he's he's been so big to me more than just racing, just in general, on and off the track. You know, with life, with racing, with whatever. He's become a family member of mine, like another parent to me. And uh, he has helped me mature so much from when he started helping me. Uh he's been with me for a long time now. I think like since 2013, 2014 is when we first started uh messing around a little bit together. But um man, the last three years it's really clicked and and he's helped me just grow out of that that growing state or those growing pains and just and finally emerge from that shadow and, and and kind of start uh, getting in the spotlight. And um, he's never gave up on me, and I never gave up on him. And I respect what he's done as a driver and a crew chief and what he's done in different decades. You know, he's done it in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the the teens, and now the 20s. So uh, to me, that is just so incredible. and, And I put on his Facebook of what an inspiration he is. Um, to now have won a car store race to his resume. And uh, for the younger generation that doesn't know him, he's one that you want to know and uh, definitely got to respect what he's accomplished because some of us uh, don't understand uh, some of the greatness that's just walking by you on pit road. And he's definitely one of them.
1: Well, you definitely have a good one for sure. Something else I wanted to touch on, Brendan, was, you've started to dabble in, in the dirt world a little bit. And um, I see more of of the asphalt guys doing that. Um, I guess first and foremost, how did you how did you get into the opportunity to do some dirt racing? And two, are there things that you can take from dirt racing to asphalt racing or vice versa?
3: Absolutely. I started on dirt. I started out on dirt carts, so it was always something I liked. Um, and I love racing in general and I, I love dirt late models and stuff like that. Uh, just as a race or anything with a wheel, I'll drive. But I started hanging around John Staten. Um, and he actually helped me out a little bit on my car with BRC, uh, on my car, but started hanging out with him. Uh, cause he lives one street over from me probably six, seven years ago, maybe. And, uh, I started helping them and just, being on the team and going to dirt races with them, going to Charlotte and some other places. And uh, he kept telling me, I'm gonna put you in that car and let you try it. And he took me out there and let me test a couple of times. And I did really, really good. And he said, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put you in a car for the season. And um, I I just was speechless. He put me in the car and uh, man, we've had great speed. I went over there opening night and was fastest in hot laps. and qualified up front and had a little bit of bad luck in a race we broke, but we're going to keep building on that. I made some mistakes that I got to clean up, but just to have speed was a confidence builder. And then, like you said, to compare how that helps you back and forth, uh, any type of seat times helping you, um, just adapting to different track conditions and stuff like that. I mean, it just makes you a better driver, just like traveling to different tracks makes you better. Um, I think, And I definitely, like I told somebody the last 25 laps this weekend, I think we were on dirt because we were all, uh, <laughs> us top three guys, McGumby, Quapo and me, I think we're driving our guts out and we were letting them hang out at the flag stand. So, uh, I think that's where that stuff really comes in and helps you just with car control.
1: Chatting with Brendan Butterbean Queen here on Stickered Up and Brendan, one thing that I did want to ask you, um, that you kind of alluded to in your post-race interview, winner of the 2020 Hampton Heat, uh, which is a crown jewel, a triple crown event on the NASCAR side. How does that win compare to this past Saturday night and in, in your first cars tour race and, and be able to win that at your first attempt?
3: Yeah, I, I told somebody about it the other day. I kind of they're the same, but they're not the same. And and what I mean by that is the Hampton Heat is is such a famous race and it's it's such a prestigious race, I should say, uh, and you get a little bit probably more car count and a couple of big teams that just run the NASCAR side of things. But the cars tour it seems like from first to twentieth out of all those cars, any one of them could have went could have won that race. Where in the Hampton heat, you got you know the, you got the front half, you got the mid pack, and then you got some back markers. So uh I feel like the cars tour like the field from front to back is so much tighter uh and to beat when you win a cars tour race you know you went out there and beat the best in the nation because the cars tour brings the best cars weekly and those guys are so good because they do go to all these different tracks and they don't just run one track um so both races I'll cherish forever and some people will never get the opportunity to win any of those and just to say I'm on that list of being a Hampton Heat winner and now I'll be a Cars Tour winner forever uh, will mean the world to me to look back on 20 years from now, uh, just add it on my resume and I'm just so thankful.
1: Well, Obviously you're running for a track championship there at Larry King Laws Langley Speedway here in 2022. Where can we potentially see you? Do you plan on running the Triple Crown events at South Boston, Langley, and Martinsville, and can we potentially see it another Cars Tour race before the end of the season?
3: I'd love to. I'd love to run some more Cars Tour. I, I really wanted to run a full season this year. That was my plan, and I started working uh, full time at the Port of Virginia, and that kind of kind of messed up my plans of traveling a lot i um, definitely going to do the Triple Crown, Florence, Kenley, that kind of stuff at the end of the year. I'd love to make another Cars Tour appearance somewhere, uh, at a, you know, somewhere different. I mean, obviously Dominion, I ran there, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one happen. Um, but it'd be cool to go to a track that I hadn't been to and try to get some knowledge and, and a little bit of uh, notes on something in case I do get the opportunity to uh, run this cars tour because eventually that's that's on my horizon is I, i'd love to go run the full season and be a part of that that series and experience the the whole uh, shebang
1: <laughs> well me being a rap guy um as far as rapping cars man you've got by far one of the coolest looking race cars on the racetrack whether it's cars tour nascar and a lot of that ties into one of your sponsors but Man, who came up with that wrap that you guys have on that car? Because, um, you know, you've got Mario and Luigi on it, and I even saw the little Mario that's actually strapped to one of the roll bars on the passenger side. Talk a little bit of how that, that, how that whole wrap scheme came together for you.
3: Yeah, it's actually funny. I, so I, I had a sponsor before them, and it was a pink and green car. And then when that deal kind of ended, everybody knew me as the pink and green car. Not that they were my colors by any means, because I always thought green was bad luck. And, um, you know, most people are like, man, you got a pink car. But then it grew on me and I kind of had an image. So uh, having a video game sponsor, number one, old school video games is, is awesome. And that's so cool for me growing up to have that because I love the game. Uh, and they've done so much for me. But Buck Roofs at Hawkeye Graphics actually uh, came to me with a design and was like, um, uh, let's, uh, let's make it happen. And it's actually, this was a little more pixelated. Uh, I ran that scheme before this one. And then this, this scheme actually originated off of iRacing. Uh, a buddy of mine, Zach Passon, designed it. And I sent it over to Buck because uh, Buck had designed a number font and all that before. But we had just kind of changed the way the colors went, and uh, Buck made it come to life on the wrap, and uh, it's uh, it's been definitely my favorite that I've had, and it's been a fan favorite, and I have ran it for three seasons now, and uh, I hadn't really had a reason to switch it up because um, it's been so popular in the racing world.
1: It's, it's a very cool scheme, and, and again, that's uh, that's one thing that you know us wrap guys we look for, we look for cool designs, and you definitely by far have one of the best. Brandon, before I let you go, I have to ask one question. I have to ask where you got the nickname Butterbean from.
3: (laughs) Uh, So when I was born, I was uh, fat and chubby like the boxer Butterbean. And I had uh, blonde chicken hair. um, And my granddad called my mom and told her to turn the TV on and and said, that looks just like it. (laughs) And then then it was like kind of just the family called me by it. And then my friends found out. And then, of course, they told everybody at school. Then the teachers were calling me by it. Then it ended up on a race car. And now it became my image and my brand. And we brand everything with the Butterbean logo. And uh, I think that's been something that's helped me uh, with my YouTube page now that we started doing vlogs and my streaming and Facebook. Most people remember the nickname more than they remember a name. So in the racing world, if you say Brendan Queen... uh, most people are like who, but you say Butterbean, they're like, "Oh, I know who you're talking about."
1: Absolutely. Well, you can thank you can thank Granddad for for helping you know streamline your new branding with with Butterbean, Brendan. It takes a lot of lot to get to the racetrack each and every weekend. You know that. I want to give you an opportunity to thank all those folks behind the scenes and and, and your sponsors that get you to the racetrack every weekend.
3: Yeah, I just got to give a huge shout out to old school video games. Uh, LeathCars dot com, Trim, uh, Dura Gloss, Affordable Transmissions, uh, Chick Fil A, Grass Fields, smoothie Stop, uh, Atkins Motorsports, Fastenal, West Page Shocks, VRC, uh, Schaefer's Racing Oil, uh, Hedgecock Race Cars, Rayvon Clark Engines. I think I think that's about it, actually.
1: But well, that's a pretty extensive my, list.
3: My my, my my mom and dad, um, you know. My whole team, Phil Warren, and we call them the Wheelchair Warriors because I got an older team, and um, the man above, man, can't do it without all that, and uh, the Lord watching over us and, and letting us, letting us do what we love. Um, and if I'm forgetting somebody, man, I'll make it up to them somewhere along the line. But I tried to, try to hit the most part, most of them there.
1: Well, I tell you the one cool thing, uh, I'm a dog guy just like you, but the, one of the coolest things I saw was. After, when you're in Victory Lane, you got your dog Hoosier, uh, Stroker Ace, and I can't remember the, <laughs> I can't remember the other one's name. Um, but but to have your dogs in Victory Lane, man, on Saturday night, that was that was an awesome sight. So and I mean they're just as big a part of it because I remember seeing him last year when we came to Hampton for the Hampton Heat. I mean Hoosier was there and obviously got the two puppies. But I think it's cool that you guys you guys have a family family feel to it and i really like that so um kudos to you guys and best of luck to you um moving forward and uh we will we will catch you on the flip side and again if you if you decide to run the cars tour again and you can pull off the uh checkered flag again we'll be glad to have you back here on the stickered up podcast
3: hey i appreciate it appreciate y'all having me on here and uh, absolutely man i appreciate it um the dogs are a big part of it hoosier like you said he's been uh He's been at every race since we got him, and then we just got the puppies, and kind of didn't have a choice but to bring them. And uh, Stroke Race and Cash is another uh, one, but Stroker Ace is mine. I named him obviously off of uh, off of the movie, so and, and Burt Reynolds and all that, and the Charlie Daniels song. So, uh, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a
1: good day. Fantastic. That's Brendan Queen, most recent winner, the Cars Tour Langley Speedway this past weekend. Brandon Willard has the caution flag in the air. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up, and return. We'll wrap up this edition.
4: Sticker up. Official podcast to of the cars tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV,
0: the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online, pitroad.tv. That's pitroad.tv. Don't change that channel.
4: and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour, Adam Zirkle. Performance technologies, video overlays, powered by
0: racetrays. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Available at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022, Tracks on IT services, and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkle, 434-222-8947. That's 434-222-8947.
1: This is Caden Quapel, driver of the number 35 Lake Home Mechanical Corvette Parts Chevrolet and the Cars Tour Pro Late Model Series. You are listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Next weekend, we stay in the state of Virginia. We head up I-95. Dominion Speedway for the running of the Virginians for Lovers 125 for the late model stock cars. We'll preview that event next week on Stickered Up. Taking a quick look at the point standings heading into Dominion next week. Carson Quapple still with a 30-point lead over Chad McCombie. Caden Honeycutt's third. Connor Hall moves into fourth. Brandon Pierce is fifth. Jacob Hefner with another strong run. He's leapfrogged Carter Langley. He goes into sixth. Carter Langley seventh. Mason Diaz into the top ten for the first time in 2022. He's eighth in points, 76 markers back. Bobby McCarty, the reigning champion, is ninth. And Chase Burrow is tenth in points. Taking a quick look at rookie points, Carter Langley holds a six-point lead over Chase Burrow. He holds an eight-point lead over Braden Rogers. want to thank everybody here that makes Stickered Up possible each and every week. Solid Rock Carriers, Bryant Shock Technology, Furniture for Less in Jacksonville, North Carolina, Pit Road TV, GeoCut, Adam Zirkle, Performance Technologies. Also, want to thank our production team here at Broadcasting Experts, Morgan Patrick, Dave Perkins, as well as a special thank you to our guests here on Stickered Up today, Brendan Butterbane, Queen. Until next time, I'm Stephen Dunn. That's the checkered flag on this edition of Stickered Up.
2: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.